ability to execute at the highest level. That's what we focus on billions of dollars in real estate. The chasing business, now all of a sudden I was attracting it. You're gonna get a lot of no's before you get that first yes. You're not doing consistently. You're everywhere all the time. People will take you. You have to outproduce your problems. It has everything to do with the mindset and Don't the discipline. Don't try to be making a withdrawal before you've made a deposit. Focusing on the quality, not the quantity. The key to move forward and grow. What is up, Every Agent Wins fam? Today, we have another fantastic show for you. We have a business video school owner, Nick Niehaus. Nick Niehaus is amazing at video. He is teaching realtors and business owners how to create video from the floor up to the highest level. They talk about what kind of real estate content you should do, what is the mix of real estate rather than adding value, what kind of content should you make, creating an advertising strategy. They help you do that type of stuff. They'll help you identify your actual avatar customers. They teach you how to build relationships with videos, what equipment to use. They have a whole school and they just are doing it at a high level. So check it out. You will love it after these messages from our sponsor. What's up guys, Ronnie here. Today I wanna to talk to you about Bellwood Investments. Bellwood Investments is one of the fastest growing investment platforms on the planet. If you're a realtor, this is definitely a company that you wanna grow your business with, all without leaving your current brokerage. My buddy Bo and his team at Bellwood Investment are helping realtors grow their businesses across the globe. Bo personally has closed over 1,350 flips himself. They are not just a regular iBuyer. They actually have an app. Imagine this, the next time you come across a distressed property or a fix or flip opportunity, you can now submit it to the Bellwood Investment app. It is a streamlined process that makes it easy for the real estate agent. You will also be able to represent them as a buyer and also relist the property when it is complete. But there is even more. They also allow you to invest in their real estate projects. If you bring them a property, you will get first dibs on investing in that property with them. They are averaging a 28.5% return on your money in just 88 days, check to check. For more information, go to bellwoodinvestments.com, B-E-L-W-O-O-D, investments.com. What's up, what's up, what's up? What's going on, everybody? This is Ronnie, and this is the Every Agent Win Show, where we're bringing the top talent in the real estate space on the planet into one spot. Today, we have video business school uh, owner, Nick Niehaus. What's going on, my friend? How are you? Doing well. How you doing, Ronnie? Oh, man, I couldn't be better, brother. This is a, it's a good day. It's a good day. The sun's shining, so I, I can't complain, man. Good. Yeah. The sun's not shining here, but I'll, I'll live vicariously through you. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting colder though, bro. It's getting cold. So I, I'm a, I'm a sunshine guy. I like it being hot. So. Yeah, no, I, I hear you, but it's like, it's literally cold and rainy right now. It's not, uh, it's not good. St. Louis uh, is a little different environment. I think <laughs> it's a little different than California. Yeah, that's man. true. <laughs> so dude, so, so for people that don't know you, uh, we met through the video space and you guys are doing some incredible things in the video space and providing a ton of value to a lot of realtors and, and other businesses in the mm -hmm. space. Tell us, tell us like a little bit about you, where you came from, you have a family, um, and, and where you're at now. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, as I just mentioned, I'm, you know, based in St. Louis, born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri. And, um, you know, I've, I'm kind of a, been like a student of business and marketing for, I would really argue my whole life. You know, I've been kind of the entrepreneurial type. I was the 
you know, kid trying to find a million different ways to make a buck, you know, back when I was young, grew a little garden and tried to sell vegetables to my neighbors and all kinds of fun stuff, cutting grass, things like that. Um, And so when I got to college, I ended up doing uh, an internship called College Works Painting. You basically run a small painting business. You do all your, you know, door knocking and uh, all the sales and you run your little painting crew for summer. That was kind of my first taste of entrepreneurship. I ended up working there for six years, uh, all the way through a couple of years after school. And I ran the program in the St. Louis area. Um, and from there, I mean, I've basically just been starting businesses uh, ever since. I mean, I think I'm on the fourth or fifth business at this point. We got two of them uh, running simultaneously right now. And, you know, I just love, I love business. I love uh, marketing. You know, it's, it's a passion of mine. I love the psychology behind it. So, you know, basically about four years ago, we got into working exclusively with real estate agents. Probably 95% of our business is directly with real estate agents. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we, we saw video as this opportunity. It was something that, um, that was back in the day where if you said, Hey, I want to ma- I want to help a realtor make a video. It meant a listing video, you know, right. it, it couldn't even consider being on camera. Um, and obviously that has drastically changed into this point where, you know, people are really starting to understand the value of video as a marketing tool, as a branding tool, as a business efficiency tool. And so, yeah, everything we do is all about helping people, uh, get there. Right. So we've got business video school. We're teaching people how to use video, how to make their own content. Uh, but we also have a business called connect video. Um, that produces videos. So we kind of we kind of help people on on both ends of the spectrum there. That's 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 amazing, man. And you guys said that you guys work ninety five percent with real estate. Was that by design, or is that just because you guys do such good real estate uh, that people just kept coming to you? Well, it was uh, it was definitely by design, and and actually the way we got there. So I when I first got into uh, so I started this business called Connect Marketing. Um, which is now Connect Video, uh, mm-hmm. getting close to seven years ago at this point. It's been a while. And when we first started, well, all I really did is I quit a job working at Sears and I gave them my two weeks and they called me the next day and said, you don't need to come back for two more weeks. We're good. Uh, <laughs> they were not happy with me quitting. Uh, yeah. So I was like, all right, I need to start a business, I guess, like tomorrow because I didn't want to go get another job. So when I was at CollegeWorks, one of the ways we got a lot of our business was door knocking, which sucks to do, but it works. You know, you go knock on doors, you'll get some leads. So I started doing that. And we also started just delivering flyers. And so like within a couple of weeks, I had a couple of local contractors and they're paying us to do lead gen. And uh, we were doing this flyer delivery and that, that kind of gradually became a bigger and bigger part of the business. So we got and we ended up in real estate because I had nothing to do with any of that. Um, because we were doing flyers and we started to ask ourselves, like, is there an industry out there where they want to deliver, you know, flyers or mail to the same people every single month? And the industry that we stumbled upon ended up being real estate because of farming. You know, it's the idea of like, hey, we're going to send a postcard to a neighborhood every month for for years. And so we're like, well, what if we come in and we replace it with these flyers? And we had this cool sticky flyer product that sticks to the front door and gets a lot of attention. Um, and so that was kind of how we got into real estate. And we started to, to bring this, this offering in. But it was right around the same time that we realized, you know, hey, flyers are they're effective, but video is really the future of marketing. Um, this is going to be much bigger than flyers will ever be, obviously. 100%. And uh, so we kind of, we had jumped into real estate about six months later, we were doing videos and they just sort of came together from there. So we, we've been in real estate ever since. <laughs> That's amazing, man. You guys are, uh, you guys are definitely one of the leads in the market, which I think is, is pretty amazing, man. So um, when you guys are coaching realtors, do you focus on them just doing all real estate content or is it a mix? Is it value? Is it like, how how do you coach them? Yeah, right. It's a, that's a big question, right? What do I talk about in my videos? And I think, um, you know, what I'll tell people is like, 
for real estate agents, stop talking about real estate. Um, it, it, you know, honestly, everybody I does real estate. <laughs> well, and it's, you know, everybody does the market updates and they yeah. want to do, you know, listing videos and all that. And, you know, it's not that they should never talk about real estate. And in fact, when you're first getting started, if that's the only thing you really feel comfortable doing, then go ahead and talk about it. Right. And I think, let me say that first, which is when you're first getting started making videos, you need to just learn to make videos. Don't worry about the content. Don't worry about how good it looks or sounds. Just get used to doing it because that's really the first step. Once you're past that and you've got some experience and you're comfortable making some videos and you start to develop a strategy, stop talking about real estate because the truth is like most people they don't want to they don't want to hear about it. Like there, there's only one category of people that wants to hear about real estate all the time, and it's real estate agents, right? I mean, that's so all you're or ever going to attract buying, is all the realtors, right? Or somebody that's buying in the next four months, they're they're like they're intrigued in it, right? And well, then right, and so there over. there is. There's a point to, to you obviously want to talk about real estate sometimes, but the problem is that's not how social media works, right? So if you were going to build a YouTube channel and talk pretty exclusively about real estate, like that, that is a strategy. And there's some people that have done that really well. Again, YouTube being something you're probably not going to do day one because you need to be able to make a decent look and video before you start doing YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, most of where you're going to put your videos is social media, right? Or it's going to be email as a distribution tool. And so you have to remember why people are accessing those things, right? So why are they opening their inbox to to check their email? And why are they getting on social media? And for most people, it's not to go to hear about real estate or to hear the latest market update or whatever it is, right? I mean, for social media, it's it's, if you look at the research, it's to see their family and friends, right? It's to engage, uh, maybe read some news, watch some funny stuff, be entertained. And then email is very, you know, information-based, right? You're kind of going there to make sure you're keeping all your... Uh, ducks in a row, so to speak. And so you got to work with that, not not against it. So if you're on social media, you want to be talking about things people, you know, are going to find interesting and taking a step further, it should be things your ideal customer finds interesting. So if you like working with first time home buyers, you know, think about people who are at that place in life, right? People that are in maybe their 20s or 30s. What are some of their pain points? What are their interests? What are the things that they like to talk about when they're out, you know, having a drink with friends, right? And then make content about those things because they're going to enjoy that content, right? They're going to get to know you. They're going to see that they have something in person or, you know, they're going to in common with you, right? They're going to become more personable to them. And then you can tell them you're a real estate agent later, right? So it's just like networking. Like when you walk into a room to network with people, you know, the guy that's walking around saying, hey, I'm a real estate agent. Here's my card. You know, those conversations don't last very long, right? But the people that are building relationships and they're they're finding things they have in common and developing that 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 uh, you know relationship with that person, they are going to get the business in the long run, right? Because people like them. So you know that that's I think eighty twenty is a good rule. So if you say like eighty percent of your content should be about things that you know aren't directly about what you do for a living, and this goes not just for realtors, it goes for really any any industry, I would say. And then twenty percent of it can be right. So maybe you right. want to talk about you know, local restaurants, or maybe you're big into sports. So you're going to talk about the local sports teams and, and get to know people through that. And then every now and then remind them, hey, you know, I also do real estate, you know, by saying, you know, here's a here's a listing video I just made, or maybe you can do a market update every now and then. Um, but that way, you know, you, you've made enough deposits into that relationship with that person go. that they'll sit through your commercial, right? So they're like, you know what, I love all your stuff about the the Cardinals, man, I love the video updates you do every week about what the Cardinals are up to. So I'll sit through this one minute real estate commercial, right? Because I'm willing to, to sit through it to come back for the rest. You, so keep them a lot, you keep them around a lot longer, right? I mean, there's a there's a cycle 
there's a certain amount of people that will just going to follow you regardless. They're going to probably follow you, whatever you do, they're going to watch, but you have to also make it entertaining and also something that they want to hear. It's not about what you want to hear. It's what mm-hmm. they want to hear, right? Exactly. We know your audience and target towards that audience. So, um, so I wanted to see, also talk to you about, there's a, a lot of discrepancies, I guess, on do I need to get the top end stuff for equipment? Do I need to go out and spend mm. thousands of dollars? Um, in your opinion, and like a, just a, a, a basic run of the mill studio, what something like that costs and what else would you need in order to get that started? Yeah, I think no, that's a good question. So I think a lot of people, um, the equipment really trips them up. You know, I think that's where first and foremost, let me just say this, you don't need any equipment to get started. So if you're if you've never made a video where you're in the video, right? So again, this isn't a listing video, we're talking about, you know, stuff where you're on camera. If you've never done that, then you shouldn't buy anything, right? Like we all we all have 4k cameras in our pockets, right? I mean, you really don't need anything else to get started. And then I think a good rule to follow is that you should only buy equipment when you run into the problem that the equipment solves, right? So like an example would be, um, you go to shoot a listing video and you don't get very smooth footage, right? So you're, you're holding your phone up and you're, you're kind of shaking your hands a little bit and you go back and you watch it and it's just really jittery and you're like, you know what? I, I really wish I could smooth out my footage. All right, well now you can go buy a gimbal, right? But I see so many people they go out and they buy the gimbal before they ever make any content. And then they spend all their time trying to figure out how to use the freaking gimbal, you know? And it's three weeks later and they're like, I, I still can't get my gimbal balance. And I'm like, are you shooting a listing video? No, I just want to do a selfie video. Like, what are you doing? You don't need the gimbal yet. You know, you haven't, you haven't experienced that problem. So that is a really useful rule. If you follow that rule, you're never going to be getting caught up trying to learn equipment because there's a learning curve with any piece of equipment you buy. Right. Um, before you're actually making content, right? So I think, so that's kind of an overall rule in terms of how much money to spend. I mean, you can, so we did a webinar on this the other day. The pandemic basically completely changed the video equipment industry. You know, so you went from, you know, a year ago, uh, a lot of video equipment was a little bit on the pricier side. Um, they, you were starting to see like more affordable lights, more affordable microphones are coming onto the market. Well, in the past eight to nine months, as everybody shifted to being on Zoom and doing all this video content, I mean, that the marketplace just exploded, right? So there's there's a ton uh, of additional options out there. I mean, I, you know, when I first got my webcam, I paid, I think, $300 for a wow. you know 4K webcam, which is a nice webcam, Logitech Brio, um, which is a great brand. It's a great camera, right? Well, I mean, at, at this point, you can get 1080, you know, which is still HD uh, webcams, which for most purposes is plenty for like 40 bucks, 30 bucks. I mean, this stuff's so cheap. We actually bought one and tried it because I was like, well, these just kind of junk, you know, I mean, they actually work. Um, and it was great. I mean, it wasn't obviously as high end as my $300 camera, but for about 10% or so of the cost, I mean, that, that's such a good deal. So, you know, we're really looking at to get a decent, like, as like one thing I think people should consider is Zoom. So if you're doing the Zoom meetings, you know, if you look that much more professional on your Zoom calls, you come across as more professional, right? It's just like dressing for, you know, dressing professionally for a meeting. And I think for about 300 bucks, you can get a whole array of equipment that's going to make you look and sound much better, right? So for instance, you can get um, like the webcam I talked about was about 40 and the prices are always bouncing around on Amazon. So it was $40 one day, it was like 56 the next, but it'll probably go back and forth. 
um, the lighting kit. So we we got this lighting kit, and I can uh, I can send you maybe a list of this equipment you can share with your audience at some point. But please, you, you get these lights where you get two lights, you get soft boxes. So light is nice and diffused and soft, right? So it's not like a a spotlight. Um, you have you get a tripod, you get a phone adapter. There's a remote control for the lights. You can change the temperature, like the you know if it, if it's more you know yellowish or bluish or that kind of stuff. Um, and you can also increase and decrease the brightness. And it was like ninety dollars for all of that. You know, and it has a light stands and I mean it's crazy, right? Don't know how, how these things stuff, evolve, but, man. Like when TVs used to be thousands and thousands of dollars, right. now you get a sick. 4K uh, TV, 50 inches, you're getting it for like 300 bucks, dude. I mean, it's, just, I it's, it's amazing, man. That's yeah, cool. I mean, it was all, you know, I think that was one thing we kind of kept our eye on is like, this is all sort of inevitable. I mean, obviously, you know, the more the stuff that sells, the more the companies overseas get interested in making it. But the pandemic just shifted it so fast. I mean, I'm, we're seeing stuff that's just, you know, but basically like, if you are in any context where you're doing a lot of Zoom conversations and you haven't bought some equipment to this point, you're just throwing away a huge opportunity. Because I mean, you can, for every single meeting you get on where you have your camera turned on, I mean, you can just come across as that much more professional, right? I mean, I, I think that's just an easy advantage. And if you can spend, I mean, honestly, you can spend under $200. And most people already have the webcam. Um, there was a, a microphone that the brand is Toner, T-O-N-O-R. Um, which is similar to like the uh, the Yeti that you got there. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously not quite as nice, but similar, you know, cardioid uh, style mic, 40 bucks, 35 bucks, something like that. I mean, I've tested it. It sounds great. Um, so you get that in the lights. If you already have a webcam, you're spending like 130 bucks total and you can, you know, look really good, sound really good. I mean, just come across as that much more professional. So that's kind of the base level. You know, that's sort of your basic equipment. Um, for what I would call talking head style videos, where you're just sort of sitting in front of the camera and talking to it. Um, and then you can spend all kinds of money beyond that, right? So I mean, right. the next the, the next thing I would recommend is a gimbal. Uh, so you got a microphone already. Uh, if you want, you can get a, you know, like a lapel microphone you can wear on your shirt. Then a gimbal is a great piece of equipment to add. You can get those for 120 to 150 bucks usually. Tripod. Um, and at that point, you know, you're good for quite a while. So right. Yeah, I would also include a tripod in there. That would be a, right. a definite one. One I'd get, um, like those little little uh, lapel mic or what? I don't. I think it's a lapel mic. Uh-huh. It's like eight, ten bucks if it goes into your phone. It's like it's so. They're so cheap. So yeah, cheap. crazy. And they and they make a huge difference. And right. That's yeah. The, that's probably the number one reason why somebody would not watch your content is if you have shitty sound. Like if you oh, yeah, down, sure. there's no way that somebody I can't sit through that. There's no way. No, and that's actually been proven. I mean, they, you know, they've they've done research and they've compared like bad visual versus bad audio, and people stop watching bad audio faster than the bad visual. So uh, you know, you could have a, a video that's really grainy and it's hard to see the person, but the audio is really clean and people will watch it longer than something where they're having trouble hearing you. So it does go a long way. Right. So I wanted to also ask you. Uh, there's a, and I've, I've went back and forth with this too. And and I know the answer now, but I wanted to hear from you is what do you think the advantages of, of the organic audience rather than the, the paid audience? So we're doing ads on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all that stuff. What Mm -hmm. do you see the advantages of that? You know, I think, um, so organic, you know, the, the non-paid version, the part of the version everybody's used to is 
you know, you're, you're going to do it, right? I mean, you're going to post your videos on your page. You're going to share them. You're going to tag them correctly, all that kind of stuff. Um, you should absolutely be doing it. You should be doing everything you can to optimize it. And, you know, so that that's a, sort of a base. I mean, I, I wouldn't say you could really skip that step. But I do think that people are completely undervaluing the paid distribution, right? Because I think this is where, you know, what we're ultimately seeing happen is for the longest time, the only companies that could use video were the big companies, right? And the only version of video that kind of existed for them was, was television commercials, right? I mean, you've got billboards you can put videos on or sports games, things like that. But the real primary one was TV commercials. And so everything that we're seeing happen in the small business world is sort of building up to this point where small businesses can also have TV commercials, right? Because that was sort of the gold standard. You've got this captive audience. They're sitting there watching the show. They have to sit through your, your commercial to get to the next part of the show. And so, you know, it's, it's sort of, it's been a gold standard in advertising for, for decades and decades. And so now we're seeing all of that shift to the internet. And unfortunately, so many small businesses because they started out on social media and it was all free and everything, you know, you couldn't even run ads when they first launched these platforms because they didn't even sell ads, right? right? So everybody got used to that and they all started to think, well, I mean, the way social media works is you build a following and you got to keep your audience really engaged and post, you know, content like at least once a day, if not several times a day. That's all still there, but there's this huge opportunity to basically be able to run TV commercials, right? And to have even better targeting than any of those companies ever had. So if you think about the paid ads part of this, it's like, if you're already going to do all the work to make a, a really quality video, you should pay some money to put it in front of the right people. You know, And this is actually what we did um, in the St. Louis area is that you can target real estate agents on Facebook, right? So I just went on Facebook and I would take the videos we were making and just run ads and, sh and I, there's no buttons, there's no call to action. I was just showing this very sort of organic uh, attitude behind it. But what I was doing was I was guaranteeing that my videos would show up in front of that audience, right? And so you can't target every single person, but about half or so of the agents in St. Louis would see us every single week guaranteed, right? As long as they got on Facebook, they were going to see us. You can't get that organically, right? So you, you don't know who's going to see your content. It's all based on the algorithm. It's based on what everybody else is posting that day. And so that to me is the big differentiator, right? Is, is you should do the organic stuff. It's a no-brainer. It's sort of part of the process. But you should also definitely be spending money, especially on your better videos, right? So if you think about the videos that get more engagement, the videos that are getting a lot of comments, like please pay some money to put those in front of people. And at the very least, boost them to your followers of your page. Because right. most of your followers don't see each of your posts, right? So at the very least, take your best content, get it boosted to them. And then think about finding another audience that you can target so you can kind of start growing. And if you do it, you can grow a lot faster. It's much more controlled. It's much more strategic. Um, and I think it's a it's an opportunity a lot of people are unfortunately sort of stubbornly overlooking right now. That's interesting because there's a lot of different thought processes behind it. But I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You're going to be seen by 10 times more people depending on obviously the amount of money that you put behind it. So that's a, that's a good point, man. Um, so yeah. You're talking to people in the video space all day long, every day, and, right. and a lot of them are realtors. Who would you say would be somebody that's someone that maybe is just starting video or is a little bit newer to video, or even if they have been doing video 
a, a, a while, you know, mm-hmm. who's somebody that they can go model their self behind? Who can they go follow? Who's somebody that's just crushing it right now in video? So um, let's see. I mean, there's, there's a few that kind of pop to mind that we've interviewed for some of our case studies in business video school. Um, you know, if you're, if you're looking at YouTube, um, I'll give you two names, Ken Pozek um, and Malcolm Lawson, both real estate agents, uh, both killing it on YouTube. Um, last I talked to Ken, he was going to bring in like $20 million worth of transactions just from his YouTube channel. Uh, Malcolm's got similar numbers as well. I don't remember his latest numbers though. Um, and then Malcolm also has a group on Facebook you can join and they basically share like free advice and free ideas um, on how to build out your YouTube channel. So if you want to go YouTube, you know, that that's one way to go. Um, you know, we, we talked to Bob Tompkins, uh, another agent. Uh, he's a little bit more Facebook focused. So more kind of viral videos, sort of social content uh, type of approach. Um, Valerie Van de Zilver, she's awesome on, on Facebook as well. Really creative, fun kind of content. Uh, so she'd be a good one. Um, I don't want to give you too many because at a certain yeah. point, you know, the list gets too long. But those would be a couple examples for both YouTube and Facebook. And, and, and again, uh, all of them are going to be examples of people you can imitate. But Malcolm, his group is another place you can actually learn the technical uh, processes, right? So that would be a good one for, for kind of the how-to part of it. That's a good one, man. That's a good... So, okay. So I know some people are probably interested in to maybe talk to you or find out a little bit more about what you guys are doing, how you guys are teaching your theories and your tactics and, and really scaling somebody's business with video. How can they get a hold of you? And also how can they um, maybe get an email or a website and do a little bit more uh, due diligence on your processes? Yeah, so our website is just bizvideoschool.com. So B-I-Z videoschool.com. Um, you can check us out on Facebook. That's another great place to connect with us. Um, you could also just email us at uh, info at bizvideoschool.com if you just want to get directly in touch. I would recommend you go to the site because there's actually several things you can uh, you can sign up for for free. Uh, we've got a series of free video lessons that we'll send out to you. We've got an equipment list. So, you know, actually that that uh, equipment list for the under $300 to kind of build out your own studio. And actually, one thing I forgot to mention on that is w- within that 300 bucks, you can even add the shiplap um, to the wall behind you that, I, that I've got here in my studio. So nice. you can literally get the whole the whole sort of effect if you want. But that's all on the site. Um, so you can you can get yourself signed up there. And then uh, I'd say Facebook's another good pla- good place to check us out. Amazing, man. Thank you so much for the value. I appreciate you, Nick. Uh, And until next time, my friend. All right. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Cheers, brother.